All right. Welcome everyone to another panic attack with Big John. Just uh, get my glasses moved here so the people on YouTube don't see a glare on my spectacles. Um, remember to uh, you know like, share, subscribe, all that exciting stuff. And a uh, couple topicals we're going to talk about today are uh, reopening the economy um, as the pandemic has, appears to have hit its peak. And also there's a, an issue that could possibly be on the ballot in Ohio in November, which would uh, make it easier for Democrats to cheat. So, that being said, first off, Trump had his press conference today uh, at 5 p or 6 p.m. or something, something p.m. Um, and then, uh, Governor DeWine had one at 2 p.m. DeWine's at 2 p.m. every day. If you live in Ohio, you can um, search it pretty easily on Facebook and watch the live stream. And these press conferences are going to continue on for a while as the nation needs to be brought up to speed. Um problem of it is um, you're not a lot of people aren't watching the press conferences now if you watch Donald Trump's press conferences they're kind of must see TV because he just doesn't care I mean he lays he he speaks what he thinks is the truth and he isn't afraid to let the media know that he feels they're being untruthful. Um, uh, and so he's, he's, um, he's good. It's fun. His press conferences are fun, but you need to be informed at, at a time like this. I mean, come on, you know, you're being told, You can't go to work. You're being told to stay in your house as much as possible. You're being told that um, only, well, the Walmart where I I live, only 951 people are allowed in the store. In the store, 951 customers, and then uh, however many employees they have on the floor. But I think it's like. They can only have a thousand or so people in the store at a time. And then, you know, you're being told you can't go to your favorite restaurant or bar. And you're telling me you don't want to watch these press conferences. I mean, come on, people. Be a little nerdy for a little bit. Um, but Trump's plan is, you know, here in a couple weeks, start leaving the uh, opening of the economy up to the governor's. Which it should be. I mean, you know, all any 
any right that is not granted to the president or the Congress, well, any right not granted to the federal government specifically laid out in the Constitution is therefore delegated to the states. And when it came to closing down businesses and what type of uh, lockdown or this or that, um, that you experienced, it was left to the states to decide. Um, it came from the states with, you know, the president and federal government gave out um, guidelines. Um, so major sporting events, you know, he's been talking to the commissioners. Um, these may have to start in front of empty stadiums and then work in the seating capacity, maybe like every other seat, uh, instead of people being on top of each other. Um, you know, with things like Major League Baseball, where season tickets and game tickets have already been bought, um, that that could sh that could be difficult. Um, but the thing with sports, um, especially the NFL, for example, the money is in the television. So TV rights and, and things like that are a big deal. I think this could make for better NFL. Maybe they will change the way their television deals are structured in the future. Because right now, if you show... The local, let's say, NBC affiliate, because this is who I talked to, uh, I complained that they show like one NFL game a year. Or one F NFL game a week. Okay, and it's either Browns or Steelers or a Bengals game. And then every other week, they'll have a doubleheader. But then, like half the NFL season, I'm watching professional bull riding. Or I'm watching infomercial. I'm not watching them, but that's the option of what to watch. And the same thing with Fox. If you think about it, you only see one NFL game on your local affiliate uh, per week. You know, you either see a regional game or you see like the feature game where you have the, the A team of broadcasters. Um, and then of course you have Sunday night, Monday night and Thursday night football. Now, I just like to sit back and watch football, you know, and it's, you know, it just doesn't seem right that they, if they show a doubleheader two weeks in a row, they have to take the third week off. So they only show doubleheaders like every other week or something like that, just to make it simpler to comply with the NFL's standards. So maybe we'll see more NFL games televised this year that are out of market, so to speak. Um, I mean, I like, personally, I mean, I like teams that aren't in my market. I mean, I don't mind the Browns and the Steelers, 
but I'm a Raiders fan, and also, um, I mean, I like the Patriots a little bit. I like, the, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have an awesome team right now. I want to see Patrick Mahomes light it up, you know. Um, so you don't get to see that, though, because it, they're only allowed to show doubleheaders two weeks in a row, and then they have to show, you know, the featured game in that market, um, and then show bull, bull riding or some odd, sometimes it's golf, sometimes it's uh, uh, professional bull riding, sometimes it's professional bowling, like who in the hell cares, I mean, but anyways, <laughs> that's way off the topic of the economy reopening, but the Trump administration set out a set of guidelines for, you know, how things should reopen, you know, what businesses should reopen first, you know, uh, restaurants may have to sit people like every other table to keep social distancing for a while. Uh, you're going to have to have specific types of sanitary conditions, perhaps masks for your employees, uh, commonly touched surfaces are going to have to be sanitized regularly, and things of that nature. Uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says May 1st he will re start reopening the economy. Next, over the next few days, he's going to talk to school superintendents and see what their thoughts are on specifically reopening schools. And he'll make um, an announcement on that next week. I personally think, okay, May 1st, you've been homeschooling kids now for several months. Schools let out like June 6th. And there's like the Memorial Day holiday in there. So, you know, why send the kids back to school for 30 days and, you know, just keep homeschooling as best you can. That's my opinion. Um, DeWine said that large sporting events, fairs, concerts will be the last things to open. Um, obviously because those are, you know, you're where the most crowds are gathered. So there's going to be a period where the government, be it the federal or the states, want to see if there's a spike up in how this uh, virus either, either the, maintains the downward slope or if it jumps back up. If it jumps back up, then we're back to z ground zero. And we're starting all over again. Um, DeWine also said, you know, that businesses are going to have to have certain sanitary conditions, like I said before, uh, with masks, cleaning products, and sanitizers. So the economy is going to get back. Um, I can almost guarantee as soon as bars... Um, and restaurants reopen, I bet you they're going to be filled. Um, I mean, it's going to, I would, it's going to be a maybe slow because people are still scared, you know, and 
both the president and the governor said that there's going to be a different standard for when we, um, the way we treat our most vulnerable, our senior citizens, with regard to this reopening the economy. So we'll have to see how that goes as well. But <clears throat> I see it taking off pretty quick. People have cabin fever. Um, there have been protests. Um, now, you know, the other day uh, at the Columbiana County, Ohio jail, that's the county jail where there are zero coronavirus cases, zero. Um, people, uh, there's a photograph in the newspaper, people on the uh, road across from, on the side of the road outside the jail holding up signs and set the inmates free. And I guess they drove through the parking lot honking their horns. It was about eight cars total, the sheriff said. And um, they drove through the parking lot honking horns. And then um, that was it. He said it was eight cars and it lasted about 30 seconds. But I have a novel concept. If you want let out of jail early because there, there's a virus going around, whether it's the cold, the flu, the pneumonia... Um, don't commit a crime in the first place. Then you won't have to worry about being in jail during flu, cold, or coronavirus season. So, and uh, at today's press conference, Dr. Fauci said that, you know, we're a little nervous about this uh, coming back in the fall, but by then we're going to have a good handle on things. So that was positive. A lot of people have been down on Dr. Fauci and... Dr. Burks. So, Dr. Burks laid out the um, the standards and such, the the guidelines as they're calling them. So it doesn't sound like orders, but guidelines um, for what should happen for each state to reopen. And there are three phases that the states need to meet. Some states have already met phase one, and Trump said, you know, hey, those states could open tomorrow if they wanted to, because they're already at phase one, uh, the more sparsely populated states. Um, for Ohio, I have yet, I haven't seen Governor DeWine's plan. I didn't watch all of his press, any of his press, con did I watch it? No, I fell asleep. That's what happened. Anyways, I'll watch it later. Um, but yeah, he, he's going to start reopening. I would imagine the county, he's going to do, you know, a county by county assessment, uh, or actually the team that John Houston is heading up is going to assess things and Lieutenant Governor Houston and his team will, um, maybe go with opening county by county, um, you know, probably several counties at a time. Because, you know, Cuyahoga County's been hard hit uh, overall. And then Mahoning County has been hit 
per capita hard. It's been hit the worst if you count, you know, number of cases per number of citizens. And then, of course, Franklin County, which is where Columbus is, and Hamilton County, where Cincinnati is, um, are hit hard. The elderly, of course, are hit hard. And for some reason, um, African Americans are hit hard by this. So, and a lot of it has to do with pre-existing conditions. Some things like diabetes, um, high blood pressure are more prevalent in African American communities. And they're also, uh, well, obesity. I happen to have all three of those problems. Um, so anyways, but, um, also the Native American population is getting hit kind of hard, um, because of those, uh, diseases like diabetes is like rampant among Native Americans just because, um, how their, their their bodies, um, genetically before the white man came to this country, to this land, they weren't Native Americans didn't eat all the spite or sugary candy things. Native Americans, did I say it right? They didn't eat a lot of un, um yeah, a lot of processed sugar things. Um, and then once the white man came and brought, you know, different styles of food and eating habits and that worked its way into the Native American population. They really got, it's a generational thing going back hundreds of years. You know, they have a high rate of diabetes. And so that probably leads to um, a higher um, incident of this uh, pandemic sickness and the YouTube doesn't allow you to say coronavirus. And it's getting old. Um, but anyways, that's another issue. So that's that's that. We're going to reopen the economy slowly, state by state, county by county, it within those states. Um, it's going to be up to your local officials, starting with your governor of your state, and then, you know, going downward. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Uh, because, you know, the, there could be some power struggles between governors and mayors of large cities and, and things like that. I don't know. So far, everyone's played nicely and everyone's worked together. Um, a lot of Democrat governors have complimented President Trump and his administration. Uh, some have complained to get more attention, but that's all it is, is attention-seeking. So, with that, We'll wrap this up, uh, go on to video or segment number two, and um, so watch the presidential and your gubernatorial press conferences, and learn for yourself. Don't listen to the media's opinion of what they said. The media is giving you their opinion more often times than not when it comes to a lot of these things. All right.
so <laughs> we've got the <laughs> I don't have my fan blowing right right to blow the smoke out of my face. Well anyway. Um Wow, you guys on YouTube are getting an extreme close-up here. Let me back the camera up a little. There is a group, a groupie in Ohio, Ohio, O-H-I-O, that, oh, don't start this with me, so that wants to change the way we vote in Ohio and make it uh, more open to cheating and less responsibility. Okay, so... <laughs> this is hilarious. They always come up with great names for themselves. Um, the group is called Ohioans for Fair or... I already messed it up. Ohioans for Secure and Fair Elections. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. And they wanted to put something on an, an amendment to the Ohio Constitution on the ballot. Now, these uh, um, constitutional amendments on the ballot are dangerous because once you amend a constitution, it can't easily be changed back to the way it was. It takes another ballot initiative by another group um, of petition circulators to get these things done. So... Reading from this article, Ohio Supreme Court says voting rights amendment will be one issue, not four. The Ohio Supreme Court has sided with a coalition that is pushing a voting rights amendment for this fall's ballot. The justices rejected a decision made by, by majority Republicans on the ballot board to split the amendment into four parts the court voted six to one the proposed amendment from ohioans for secure and fair elections to require 28 days of early voting which that means the democrats have 28 days to load their constituents up on buses and bust them to the polls probably with donuts and candy and food and god knows what else automatic voter registration at the bureau of motor vehicles so when you register your car get your driver's license whatnot you're automatically registered to vote also it would give same day registration and will be voting voting will be a single issue the majority republicans on the ballot board had voted to split the issue into four parts casting a ballot voter registration rights for voters with disabilities which they already have the right to vote 
and accessibility, but you throw disabilities in there and it makes, it tugs at people's heartstrings and makes it seem like all the evil Republicans are picking on disabled people. Uh, and then also required post-election audit. So the Republicans on the ballot board in Columbus wanted this to be four parts. So without me inserting my opinions, let me read them again to you. Casting a ballot would be one part. Voter registration would be one part. Rights for voters with disabilities would be one part. Required post-election audit would be one part. Each part would require a separate petition, which would need 442,000 980 or 958 valid signatures. So over 500,000 signatures would have to get collected because obviously some get disqualified. That would mean the group would need to collect 1,771,832 valid signatures to put all four parts of the amendment before the voters this fall. Don Mateague with the Voting Rights Group said last month's ballot board decision to split the amendment quadrupled the cost of getting it on the ballot. It becomes cost prohibitive and this is how strategically you reduce the opportunity for Ohio citizens to be able to vote on expanding their voting rights. Everyone in uh, that's what Mr. Teague said back in March, by the way. It was, um, everyone in America has the right to vote. You have a right and a responsibility. Now, as a responsible adult to cast your vote in Ohio... You have to register 30 days before the election. You can request an absentee ballot, which now they've changed the name of it to vote by mail ballot because you don't have to be absent. You just have to be lazy. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, if you vote by mail, okay, the... The envelope is bigger than a, uh, a normal envelope, envelope, envelope. Um, so you have to walk to your post office or drive there or whatever and pay additional postage to mail your ballot back. So you're really not saving your lazy butt any time. Um, also... You know, going out to vote has always been something that's been cool to me. And it's part of the responsibility as a citizen. Okay. What you're, you're doing is determining the outcome of the future of your city, state, and country. So, <coughs> <coughs> pardon me. 
pardon me. So these people that want things to be vote by mail and their next step is going to be online voting and things like that. But they, they want to be able to, you know, stuff the ballot box. The same day voter registration things have historically been a center for corruption um, in New Hampshire. You know, you had thousands of people registering to vote the day of the 2016 election and voting there. And then you didn't see a spike in residency or car registrations afterwards. Which, if you live there, are you not driving a car? Are you not... Are you walking everywhere? What What are you doing, you know? So, some things didn't add up with that. Um, another problem is, you know, people can register in multiple locations the day of the election and vote the same day. I've seen people try to do it at one time oh come on come here girl the dog's got to get in the video of course and step on my headphones so the uh, this is what happened okay 2004 some guy really did not like George Bush. So he registered to vote over 400 times. Now this is when voting registration required you fill out a, a card, like a postcard, with your information on it, your, res, your address, your maybe social security or driver's license number or something and whatever signature and send it to the board of elections then they sent you a postcard back verifying that you know you lived at this address and this is where your polling location is so this guy registered to vote over 400 times so don't tell me that cheating doesn't go on. Also, when I was working the polls that day, I was at not the heart of the inner city, but uh, within the city of Akron, we had 114 or 119 people come in. I know it was one of those two numbers. And say, oh man, I just moved to this area from... Uh, it was always from a Republican town outside of Akron. They either say, oh, I just moved here from Stowe, or I just moved here from Cuyahoga Falls, and I just moved here from Hudson. You do not move from Hudson, Summit County, to the middle of Akron, Summit County. I'm sorry. That don't happen unless you like lost your job and couldn't afford to live in Hudson anymore. But that's what these people's story was and they were all white people so this isn't racial um 
that's always another thing these voter rights bunches say. Oh, this is racist. You're trying to suppress African Americans from voting and suppress women and bullshit. Uh, anyhow, so all four hundred, all one hundred nineteen of these people got their ballots disqualified because they were not registered uh, to vote in that area. We made them all vote provisionally, and their ballot went into a provisional envelope. And when the Board of Elections checked the validity of their story, it turned out not to be true. Also, the man that uh, registered to vote in 400 different places within the city of Akron got sent off to the FBI and went to jail for voter fraud. So, it happens. ACORN was going around Summit County registering new residents to vote. They happened to register one of our Republican friends who called they registered a Republican. What they were doing was saying are you a Democrat or a Republican to people? And then they would mark your voter registration card with a D or an R. So this Republican person that got registered called the Republican deputy director at the Board of Elections and said, hey, did my voter registration card get there? You guys were going around registering people to vote and told the story, you know. They signed me up to vote because I just... Uh, moved and wasn't registered at my new address. So the Republicans looked up this person in the voter registration. His voter registration card never made it to the Board of Elections. So assumed was that ACORN was registering people and if you're a Republican your voter registration card was never sent in. So, I know from first-hand knowledge, Democrats and liberals will try to cheat at registering voters and stuffing the ballot box and such. Let's look at this measure from This is a website I like to use to look things up. Um, it's nonpartisan. It's called ballotpedia.org. I'll link it in the description on YouTube. Um, so let's see here. Basically, okay, so this is called the Ohio Voting Requirements Initiative 2020. Ohio Voting Requirements Initiative may appear on the Ohio ballot as an, as an initiated constitutional amendment November 23rd. Initiative would amend Article 5, Section 1 of the Ohio Constitution to make the following changes. Remove requirement that voters must register 30 days prior to an election 
but maintain all, all voters must be registered. Require absentee ballots requested by military personnel or voters outside the U.S. be sent be sent 46 days before the election. Automatic register uh, automatically register citizens at a motor vehicle department unless the citizen refuses registration via written statement. So if you go into the board, the, mo- the motor vehicle department and like I said, renew your driver's license, get your driver's license for the first time, register your car, you're automatically registered to vote unless you say no and put it in writing. Uh, okay. Um, allow registration at polling locations and require 28 days of early voting. So a similar measure, Michigan Proposal 3, voting policies in state constitution initiative was approved in 2018. The the Initiated constitutional amendment added eight voting policies to the Michigan Constitution, including straight ticket voting, automatic voter registration, same-day registration, and no excuse absentee voting. It used to be, if you wanted to vote absentee, it was still rather easy, but you had to give a reason, like, I'm going to be out of town uh, you didn't have to give like details like I'm going to this place on this day, but I'm going to be out of town or out of country on voting day, or I'm going to be working the election so I can't vote because I'll be helping other people vote. Um, I'm in the hospital or nursing home and, and I'm unable to travel to the polls. Things like that. It wasn't hard. Um, on March 2nd, 2020, Ohio ballot board voted the initiative violates single subject rule and must be divided into four initiatives. The board divided the initiatives into the following subject areas, administering elections, registering voters, voting rights for those with disabilities, and auditing elections. The Ohio Supreme Court April 14, 2020, ruled the Ohio Board must clarify the amendment, or must certify, excuse me, the amendment as one measure. So the Ohio Supreme Court said no, they have to do it as one measure. Ballot summary. This measure, is. this is how it will read on the ballot. This measure submitted by petitioners is as followed. The amendment would amend Article 5, Section 1 of the Ohio Constitution. (coughs) Remove the provision that citizens must be registered 30 days before, registered for 30 days to be electors, but maintain requirements to be registered. Provide the following rights... (laughs) To every citizen who is eligible to become an Ohio elector. Uh, Right if serving in the military. They already have that. 
um, the right re- right to be registered to vote on applying for renewing, updating, replacing Ohio driver's license, learner's permit, or identification card with the agency responsible for issuing the documents unless the citizen affirmatively states in writing they do not want to be registered to vote. The, pro- the provision shall take effect February 1, 2022. The right to be registered... They love throwing the word right in there. You already have the right to vote and a responsibility. The right, if registered, to obtain and cast a ballot in person on weekdays, an early voting period that shall begin 28 days before the election. The right during the early voting period and on election day to submit in-person voter registration form and either proof of residency or military ID in an election to an election official at any location the citizen would otherwise be eligible to vote if they had registered by any other method. Effective February 1st, 2022. Any form of ID accepted for voting under Ohio law, January 1, 2020, will be sufficient to prove residency for residency for registration method if it also shows the voter's current address. The person registered with this method shall immediately be qualified to receive and cast a regular ballot in the election. The ballot shall be counted unless the election administrators demonstrate that the individual is not qualified to vote. This provision shall not limit other rights to register. You already have the right to vote. You already have the right to register to vote. Okay? This is simple. Everyone in America who's a citizen has the right to vote. If you're not a legal citizen, you should not be allowed to vote. It doesn't matter what country you come from, what you look like. If you're not a citizen of the United States, you should not be allowed to vote in our elections. I can't run up to Canada and say, hey, I'm hanging out here for a while. I want to register to vote, okay? They wouldn't let me, but, you know, if you say that in the United States, then you're racist. But this is not a racial thing. Voting never is. There is no Republican voter suppression. I mean, I've been in, you know, some of the highest level meetings with Republican muckamucks, and it doesn't happen. However, I do recollect in 2004, Democrats were calling on Republican voter households with messages like, uh, you know, we're, we're Republicans too and we want you to vote against George Bush because he's going to lose anyways and just stay at home and... Uh, you know, don't go out and vote. He's going to lose anyway. And we, 
we start campaigning for him like we're campaigning for the general election, but it was before the primary even. Um, we were making phone calls and doing things to get the truth out there. And what turned me, um, I wasn't going to vote for George Bush. I was either going to skip him or vote third party because of the war in Iraq. And I didn't feel that we should have went there without um, the United Nations um, approval. But then ACORN started their cheating and that ticked me off. So I campaigned like hell for George W. And of course, John Kerry was a son of a bitch that turned against his fellow Vietnam veterans, Vietnam soldiers, actually. They were still in Vietnam, and he was protesting against them and testifying in front of Congress against them with what were lies. And so I, I made sure to, that he lost. Did my best to make sure he lost anyways. So... I'm going to link a couple articles here in the description for you guys on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on the Anchor app, you'll have to do some research yourself. But you can do that because you're my fans and you're smart. So, with that, Nanu Nanu, I'm going to end this, this segment and this video as well. Have a good night. God bless and pray for one another.